Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number one of this brand new podcast with Carrie Harry and Bruno Fish. It is called Dumpster Fire Podcast. It will be once every about two weeks. We'll talk about everything from wiffle ball to other sports, just random uh, fun stuff. So here we got Bruno Fish. Bruno, how you doing? I'm good. I'm looking forward to this new podcast. You know, we get to talk about whatever the hell we want. So I like this. What you know, blazing uh, new territory. You know. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, let's get right into it here. Uh, again, we're super excited for this podcast. Give us something to do during the off season. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into it. So, Bruno Fish, tell me what was what was the life of Bruno Fish during quarantine? During uh, the months, the sad months from about March till uh, May. So it was a uh, it was an interesting time back at the Cleveland quarantine. Um, I'm trying to remember. You know, I have a bit of memory loss issues at the moment, so <laughs> I apologize. I have to go all the way back to that point. Um, later in the quarantine, though, over the summer, we got pigs for the first time, Jeez. and that's been an experience. Let me just tell you that, folks. I mean, you know, we had one that got sick the other day. We had to give it a thousand milligrams of cephalexin. Oh, the normal dose is two hundred fifty milligrams. We gave this sucker a thousand. Was it a milligrams. baby pig or is it? Like uh, she's about seventy pounds. Jeez, so, Wait, how mean, many do you have? Uh, we have two pigs. So, I mean, this pig was high on drugs, all, but I mean, <laughs> she was she literally couldn't move. But once we got her on the medicine, I mean, twenty four hours she was kicking you know, like normal again. But I mean, we just loaded her Tylenol. Cephalix. I mean, she was a little loopy there for a while, but thankfully she's back to normal. Jeez, yeah. Wow, that's a lot more interesting than my quarantine. My quarantine <laughs> consisted of playing video games till 4 a.m., getting up at like 1 p.m., and then watching The Office all day. And then a little bit of like working out because I was supposed to play basketball, but that's a whole other story. I don't <laughs> play basketball anymore, but that's a whole other story. How many times have you watched The Office? Like The whole thing through? Yeah. Um... Four times for sure. Maybe oh five. I can't remember if I watched it four or five times. But yeah, I watch... I love The Office. Oh my gosh, I've never even seen an episode of it. So really? <laughs> yeah. No, it's so good. It's so funny, dude. I, I love The Office. Favorite show, for sure. I think it's overrated, but... Oh, no. sorry. Sorry to all our listeners that... <laughs> I'm sure a lot of the listeners actually like The Office. It's pretty popular, but... Yeah, but yeah. But then, uh, well, thankfully, after quarantine, we got to the regular season. This is probably by far the best season we've had thus far. In my opinion, it felt more a lot more professional this year. Uh, the videos were actually on time, other than <laughs> a certain editor that we won't name names. But uh, it took him a while to edit the videos. But uh, now, now we're last year we got the videos pretty pretty well on time. Um, but the newest video came out. Did you watch it? The home run derby video. I did not gotten to see that yet. I've been kind of train wrecked by something called school. But yeah. as soon as I'm done with this, I can't wait to check that out. Yeah, the home run derby video dropped uh, yesterday while we're recording this. Um, so yeah, that was a pretty good video. Probably took it took me like sixteen hours to edit. So wow, that's just it, a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. A, little, a little bit of time. But uh, it, it all, I wish I would have done it a little bit better. Like after every video I edit, I'm just like, oh, I wish I would have done that better, this better. But I I, I kind of liked I liked the video. But uh, yeah, there's I definitely felt like I rushed it a little bit. But I don't know. I feel like I could have done better. But I, I like the video. It's pretty good. You gotta see every player at least for a couple swings and. Uh, yeah, it was a good video. The home run derby, the final was Paul versus David uh, in the final, and Paul won two to one. And as much as it like, like David hit like bombs the whole time, and I feel like people are gonna like make fun of him for only hitting one in the final round. But he was hitting some bombs. He hit like five off the wall in the final round. So like, and the wind was blowing in. So it was a it was a little bit of a tough round for him. But yeah, they just used yeah he was always juiced too early. You know, yeah, you gotta yeah. save some of that power. Yeah, like look at um if. 
was Zach Cleaver in that one? Yeah, Zach Cleaver. I mean, he was saving his power the whole time. <laughs> he was saving I his mean, power maybe a little too much. Yeah. He didn't get any home runs. But he, if he would have got around two, I'm telling you, he would have he hit a lot of home runs. The breeze did pick up, though, yeah, when he yeah, started there. Yeah. Especially with all those uh, swings. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the American flag during the video, it is literally, like, blowing hard straight back at the hitters. So it was it was a pretty tough home run derby in that regard. but. Yeah. Pepsi Park, you have no idea where the wind's going to be yeah. going. Do you, do you remember which game was played the day of the Home Run Derby? We played the RGCV? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think... Well, did they win like one nothing? They won like yeah, they won yeah. one nothing. Yeah, and the Johnny hit one off the wall, and then oh Dominic, yeah, Dominic that's threw right. To second. Yeah, that's right. He had to play at home. Had the guy out by about sixteen feet. But and you know what? We all have a, a Ryan Terrio moment in our lives. Yeah, you yeah know? exactly. Yeah, everyone everyone makes those uh, type of mistakes. But well, from your analysis, from being there at the home run derby, what did you think? Was it the best one yet? You think? Um. My personal favorite was the one the year prior, where I don't know if it was on video or not, but they had the, the time limit, similar to what the MLB does, two-minute yeah. time limit. But obviously that's a little bit tougher to do because you go through wiffle balls. Like, you know, yeah. They had so many broken wiffle balls after that. It was a yard sale out there. Yeah. So um, financially, that uh, NWA doesn't have the means for that right now. Yeah. Maybe in a couple years when we get our sponsors. Yeah. By the way, tag us if you have a sponsorship. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I like that format best, but this year, I mean, that was great, though. Yeah, I and liked it, and also this year, without the timeout, we were able to do, like, uh, everyone gets a chance to play in it, so I, I also liked yeah. that, that everyone got an opportunity to play in it, and, uh, yeah, I thought it was fun. You had some people that probably wouldn't have even made it if we were gone, like, in 2019, we did, like, the top eight home run hitters got to play in it. Uh, this year, we did everyone got to play in it, and uh, you got some people who probably wouldn't have been able to move on, like Olivia, who had, like, 12 home runs, Gabe who didn't have a home run all year, but moved on to the second round. So, you know, people that, like, wouldn't necessarily be in the home run derby if we did the same format, uh, move on to the next round. So, it was, it was a fun home run derby. James hit some nukes, so I, I, when I was editing that, he literally hit some bombs. He probably won in total distance. That was crazy. He was he was hitting some bombs. But what did you think of the season overall, though, uh, from, from a league standpoint, not just uh, as the committee? Um, I think from PR standpoint, it was its best yet. You know, you had the videos coming out every week. Uh, you knew what to expect. There was great content with the extra innings profile. Uh, I love that all, and and how they're uh, this year. I don't know how much you put on the uh, the web yet, but we're trying to make the draft a, a big deal this year yeah. and, and really get to expand our uh, to be a 12 month business. You know, yeah, not just for, for sure. three months out of the summer. So uh, I thought I thought by far it was our best calendar year, and obviously the profits showed that we were. Uh, Doing well in the green, our stock rose by about thirty percent. So yeah, for sure. it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, I'll probably go back and clip this someday. But next year, 2021 is going to be the best year for the NWA. It's gonna be there's a, I have so many good ideas that I wasn't able to do the other years because we only videoed one game a week. This year, every game will be videoed. We'll have series. More people will be able to make it because it'll be played mostly afternoon, nightish, whenever everyone's free. So, and also we're gonna make sure like. We schedule around the captains, so then all the games will be competitive. They won't have a game where the best pitcher is out and it'll be a blowout, you know. Yeah. So, uh, also, I was thinking about this the other day. So we're gonna keep the rule where one pitcher has to pitch a game in a best of three, and also I think that will produce more offense because one of the games. So, like for the committee, for example, no one pitched their secondary pitchers against us last year. Yeah. They only pitched them against the Oreos, you know. So. Yeah. So this year, like. Every team will have like one game where they have their secondary pitchers. So secondary pitcher will be big next year. 
even yeah. bigger than they were this year. So yeah, you're gonna need a good secondary pitcher this year. I mean, there's no, you can't uh, just you know throw them in there against trashy team every week. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's gonna be really fun. But speaking of the draft, that was actually one of the questions. Uh, but yeah, from the committee standpoint, what did you think of the season? Um, obviously, it didn't end the way wanted to. Um, is you know, anytime you get into the wild card, you know it's been a disappointing year. Yeah. <laughs> With all due respect to the Oreos, you guys suck. But um, the committee, the committee uh, they obviously want to get back to championship form. Um, they have a chip on their shoulder. I know uh, Zach Cleaver can actually see now. He's not seeing three <laughs> wiffle balls coming at him anymore. So Patrick's going to have a better year at the plate. Uh, we don't know who else from their team is going to be back. I'd love to see Drew back on that team. Uh, that probably will happen, hopefully. If anybody takes him before the committee, there will be bloodshed. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But um, hopefully they'll get the core of their team back, and any time you have that core together, they can win a championship. Yes, for sure. I think the committee will have a good year next year. I think it was just, I don't know, it was tough. Patrick couldn't hit in the playoffs. So he feel like that was Nobody like, could hit in the playoffs. Yeah, they all were trash in the playoffs. Yeah, but when you're the team captain, you should be uh, hitting a little bit at least. Not one hit the whole entire <laughs> playoffs. So. <laughs> so it was a tough year, but, uh, yeah, from a – from the committee, from that standpoint, uh, disappointing year. But uh, I think I think they can get back to their uh, their potential, their full potential there. So, all right, now we'll get into uh, some fan questions that were sent in. Uh, we'll go through them here. So let me pull them up real quick. Uh, keep them occupied for a second, Bruno. All right, yeah. So I apologize, folks. If any of you uh, think I'm being harsh, you know, I just don't sugarcoat stuff very well. Okay, I apologize. But so if I just say your team's garbage, you know, it probably is. But I. Don't mean it always, but I just can't say it another way, you know. Yeah, I, I, here we go. We got the question. First one is from Mallard's Y, and he asks, uh, "Any plans for divisions or teams missing the playoffs?" So I think what he means here, like next year. So obviously next year we're gonna add an extra team, so we'll have six teams. Uh, the plan is not to do divisions uh, because I don't know. We feel like if one division's like stacked, then it'd be kind of unfair. Um, but so basically, what's gonna happen is there's gonna be six teams in the league next year. Um, each team will play each. Each team will play each other once, and then during the draft, you will pick out two names and you'll play that team twice in two series. Each each time you play a team, you play them for a best of three or uh, three game series. So each team will play twenty one games, seven series, um, one against every team, and then two of them will be against uh, two teams. So that's the plan. And then missing the playoffs, I. Don't know if we're gonna have one team miss the playoffs. It'd be an interesting idea to have like one team not make it and keep like the five team playoff again. I personally, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, the only problem would be because it'd make all the games matter more, mm-hmm. all that more. So the only problem with that would be that is if you have a team that gets off to a terrible start and they finish a year like one and twenty two or whatever. I don't know how many games yeah. we're playing, but. Um, that that'd be the only downside. Then you have players that don't want to show up towards the end of the season. But but if it's competitive, I mean, if you have a close race, I mean, you're gonna have some good games down the stretch. If you have a team that knows that if if they don't win this game, they're gonna be out of the playoffs. I think that could that could be some uh, uncharted territory for this league that in a positive way. Yeah, well, definitely have to look into it and uh, talk to other uh, managers. But uh, as of now, the plan is to have a 16 playoff. Uh, yeah, it would just be harder for the 5 and 6 seed to make it to the World Series, though. Uh, next question comes from EBWL with Football, which I actually joined their podcast the other day. Really cool guys. Uh, their question was, uh, what's the biggest rivalry in your league? Uh, 
um, oh, cupcake. Yeah, easy. It's, it's pretty easy. Uh, RGC and Committee are probably the biggest rivalry. They played each other in World Series in 2018 and 2019. Um, yeah, I'd say that. Is there any other dark horse rivalries that you can think of? Um, I think. Um, Beach Boys and RGCV, maybe. I don't think they had enough regular season history. But uh, the Oreos in committee, though, there's always a lot of talking going back and forth. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, that might be a dark horse rivalry. Yeah. Play, they uh, play each other second week and committee lost, but then the committee beat them in the wild card. But uh, that's always a good good matchup on those two plays. It's so. a new rivalry, yeah, but so it, it's, it, it has potential. Yeah, possibly they might be playing in the first uh, series next year, so keep that in mind, possibly. Yeah. We'll see can, make, can start 3-0 then. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, this one comes from e- e- Evan Byler. Uh, Evan underscore Byler, B-I-H-L-E-R, if you want to give him a follow. Uh, will the 2021 draft be on YouTube? Yes, it will, and there's a lot of big plans for that. Uh, basically, we're going to video the first round of the draft. Uh, we, you'll have the jersey reveal for the new team. Um they will have the uh, schedule reveal, you know, videos from each player, analysis. It's gonna be a really good video, so I'm really excited for that. But uh, yeah, that's that's the uh, goal right now. And the next question has to do uh, with the uh, new team. Uh, this one comes from Dingerman Seven Eleven. Love that name. <laughs> yeah, that's a great like. name. Uh, when will the new team name be revealed? Uh, that will be revealed on Christmas Day. That's oh, the really? plan right now. Yeah, that's the the team name and logo will be revealed on Christmas Day. The jersey will be revealed on the draft video, which that will be coming out at the beginning of March. So that's Sweet. the plan right now. Um, that's great. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah we're going to give you the uh, team name. Um, and it's picked from the name of team contest back a while back. But uh, one person... Uh, I actually already told the person who uh, won the contest what the team name is, and I'll be sending them a jersey too. So uh, that'd be pretty cool there. Uh, OAWL Wiffleball, uh, they asked, "What is your league's all-time goal?" That's a good question. Oh, be the best wiffleball league in America. <laughs> I mean, you hear that right? You think MLW is good? You haven't even seen us play yet. I mean, with all due respect to that league, you guys are good, but. I mean, I've seen great schoolers play better than that. I, us, we are the premier league in the Midwest. I mean... <laughs> we're, we're, we're really great relationships over here with the Dumpster Fire Podcast. But, uh, no, they, they, uh, they're they a really good league. Uh, no, they are fantastic. Yeah, nothing yeah. with respect for them. <laughs> they're big pioneers for the wiffle ball community. So, all-time league goal for the league, uh, honestly... Just uh, just having a lot of fun for now. I mean, we don't really have like the subscribers yet to make it like a like a business type thing. But if we could get there someday and be able to do that for like a living, that would be like insane. That'd be dream come true. But uh, for now, it's just having fun, hoping you guys enjoy the videos, have something to look back on during the summers. It's a really fun thing to do over the summer. But in MLW, if you guys ever want to play us, I would love I would love to play you guys because you probably would whoop us in all reality. <laughs> but it would just be it would be cool because I know you guys are the best wiffle ball league, at least on that side of the river, and we're the best wiffle ball league on this side of the river. So it uh battle for the Mississippi River, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And that actually this question actually has to do with it. It's the Beard eighteen asks, uh Y'all should do a NWA versus MLW series. And we were actually planning on going to the Michigan tournament. We had our team signed up, ready to go. We had the hotel room booked and everything. And then I got coronavirus. So <laughs> so that's a little bit of a fail. Uh, and then everyone had to go off to college and stuff. And uh, that kind of blows. But, uh, yeah, next year we're definitely planning on uh, doing a series. And we're going to video the games. And uh, 
uh, post a vlog on YouTube for it. So we're really excited. Um, hopefully they do one in Florida because I'm actually uh, in college in Florida. So if they do a tournament in the winter in Florida, I'll be there. Me and uh, Zach Gunn will be able to play in it. And then you, you can fly down, too, if you want. But uh, If I had, if I happen to have spare $100, $600. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll. Yeah. All right, yeah, for sure. All right, and then the uh, last question comes from Domo Satrowski. Uh, is that Dominic guy really that bad, or is he just a paid actor? And I'm telling you, folks, this guy is complete dookie. <laughs> he, he hits it under 100 every year, you know. He needs to stick to uh, Valorant and Fortnite. But, uh, yeah, that's just my opinion. Hey, you know what? Um, my grandpa always said, you know, sometimes in life you'll suck, but Dominic Satrowski, what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, <didn't> know. <laughs> I don't know where that was your, going. Your, gra but. your grandpa called him out specifically, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but yeah, that's the uh, answer to that one. But no, Dominic's a good player to have on the team, good uh, good, uh, uh, good locker room guy. Oh, and so. he's clutching the playoffs. Yeah, for, for yeah, sure. One yeah, one of the most he's... iconic home runs in game five a couple years back. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, uh, this year, too. We had to walk off against the Beach Boys. Yeah, for sure. All right, now we're actually going to call into – uh, Michael Dobb, the Oreos captain. We're going to ask him some uh, questions about uh, the league and uh, what uh, he has to do next year for the Oreos. All right, we are on the pod now with Michael Dobb. Uh, we're going to ask you some questions. Obviously, you're the Oreos team captain. Uh, last year didn't go uh, the way you planned, but what is, uh, what do you, how did you assess your uh, 2020 campaign with the Oreos? I mean, we kind of just tried to look at it in terms of, like, um, what we can improve on this upcoming year. Like, last year our offense was kind of not um, there. <laughs> there wasn't a lot happening offensively. Um, we lost a lot of close games. And so I think it's just a matter of um, kind of looking back and trying to fix whatever we can. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so you guys have officially traded your number one pick to the committee. Yep. Uh, you're switching first round and second round picks, so you guys will not have the twelfth pick. You'll have the uh, you'll have the third yep. pick and the uh, ninth pick, I believe. Uh, the committee will go to one and twelve now. Uh, so what, what was the uh, decision behind that? I think last year we kind of got stuck um, because we took James the first pick, obviously. Um, but then by the time it got to, I guess it was the 10th pick last year, um, I'm not going to say there wasn't any talent left, <laughs> but it was a lot harder to make that pick. And so having closer picks, like, you know, picks are closer together, is going to make it a lot easier to um, kind of get what we're looking for. Yeah, for sure. Because you guys will have, and also in the third round, you'll have like a, right after your ninth pick, you'll have like the, or like the 13th or 14th pick, I think. So yeah. you guys, like, first, second, and third round are all pretty close picks. Committee, after that first pick, we'll have a little little uh, wider gap. Take but, a nap for yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> right, Bruno, what, what do you want to ask, Michael? All right, so, Michael, um, what's going to be your guys' approach for the draft? Are you going to target uh, another pitcher? Are you guys going to go after a good bat? Like, do you have a plan for the draft, or are you just going to wing it and see who's available? Yeah. So I think we're going offensive heavy. Um, we'll probably look for a secondary pitcher, but um, I think definitely, like I said last year, our offense wasn't great, so we're going to try and focus on getting a couple big bats and then maybe a secondary pitcher. All right, but one of our picks <laughs> is a bat and a pitcher, so we'll see. What's your goals for 2021? 
We're going all the way. Oh, going okay. for the you're world, gonna very different. <laughs> you're going to see a very different Oreos team this year. Oh, I love Worst to hear. Worst first, I like it. Yeah, I love to hear that. So, uh, like you said, are you are you looking for possibly redrafting James, or after a tough year last year with the Oreos, are you trying to move on? I think James was definitely one of the uh, bright spots in terms of our offense. He was probably our most consistent offensive player. I went back and looked at the stats, and he led us in a lot of categories. Um, and if he didn't lead, he was, like, top two. So I think he was our best offensive player. Um, and I think we're definitely looking at um, getting him back just to kind of, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So we're trying to kind of keep what was working last year. Yeah, I was going to say, James was definitely one of the better offensive players. He was definitely up there for Silver Slugger Awards, so. Yeah. Uh, so also with the uh, new format coming into next year, it'll be three game series, um, yeah. and then one of the games a secondary pitcher has to pitch, or basically the max for the number one pitcher is six innings. So someone has to pitch th- the other three innings. So a secondary pitcher is going to be very important. So if you go, yeah. are you looking for? If you go with James, is James going to be your secondary pitcher? I think that. Um if we get James first pick, then our second pick will probably look and see if there's um, a good secondary pitcher. But if we end up not getting another pitcher, then I think it will definitely be James because um, there were days last year when he was better than me. <laughs> like, he had a nasty drop and a slider and all kinds of stuff. So I think that he's definitely... If we get him, he will definitely be um, a viable option for our secondary pitcher. All right, so it did cut out a little bit, but that was our interview with Michael Dobb. For some reason, the audio is being dumb, so it, it deleted the end of it, but that was basically the rest of the interview. So uh, definitely interesting to see how the uh, Oreos come back next year as they, again, went like 5-23, and 23, lost in the wild card. But if you look at the wild card game... Um, they only lost both games by one run, and they and they had bases loaded, nobody out in the bottom of the third, um, in the in game two. So they were a ball away from winning, you know, game game two and going into a game three. So it's not like they were not competitive team. Like you didn't go into the series thinking you're gonna easily beat them. But uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they can uh, come back next year. Yeah, they left a lot of guys on base over the course of the season. So. Yeah. They'll need a, the trash man to come through and clean up the garbage, you know, clear everything out. So I think if they just start getting that big hit this year, and uh, there were so many times, they could have easily been at 500 yeah. last year. There were so many times they could have had wins, but they were just a run or two or a big hit away from it that never came. Yeah, exactly. They got a lot of contact hitters. They need one guy who can just clear up the base pass uh, with a big hit. So one big hitter next year. And you can see a totally different uh, Oreos uh, franchise there. So uh, that should do it for episode number one. We're going to keep it short and sweet uh, for episode number one. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, It will be a um, once every two weeks probably a podcast. We're going to try to interview someone every week. Uh, Maybe interview some of you guys. Uh, So if you guys just keep on submitting your questions, uh, maybe some audio clips we could play them on here. So... Um, that should do it. Bruno, any closing thoughts for the first episode? Um, no, not really. Leave a five-star review. Let us know if you have any questions. We'll answer them right here. 
and uh, God bless. Yeah, for sure. So this has been Dumpster Fire, the Dumpster Fire podcast with the NWA, episode number one. Uh, if you guys want to get some merch, there's still some shirts available. Um, that will be in the description or on our page. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at NWA Wiffleball, on Twitter at NWA underscore Wiffleball, and you can find all the links to our merch, uh, our YouTube channel, etc. there. So find us on YouTube at NWA Wiffleball. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks.